There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to another Hello. episode of Friends with Friends. I'm Pete Allison. Hello. Where's my intro? Well, you can do it yourself for once. Well, I'm... Dr. Bob Sickles. I no, think you're going to do a funny no. one. It's a different name. You just can't feel your I was going name, straight no. down the line, Dave, and you've, you've made a mockery the whole thing. Yeah. Look, sometimes it's one of us like... has got to take this podcast seriously. <laughs> if you did have to give yourself a different name this week, what would it be? Uh, it would be Ted uh, Flickcroft. <laughs> Ted Flickcroft. Yeah. It's oh, a lovely mundane name, that, isn't it? Well, there you go. Uh, I can't remember why I said doctor something or other, but there you go. Um, I haven't haven't registered that in the in the archives. Are we well? Yeah, well, good. Thanks. We've got a nice uh, three day working week this week, or at least I have. Oh, of course, yes, yes. It's the the jubilee, isn't it? For those of you outside Britain, it's the Queen's. What is it? Seventieth. This sixtieth platinum jubilee. Yes, yeah, so yeah, seventy years. Seventy years. Seventy years of being the queen. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. What a mad thing for us to take two days off work for. Two days off. Um, I mean, even if you don't like the royals, you can be glad of having two days off, can't you? This is the thing. It's like the royal weddings. We always get a day off for a royal wedding, and even though I'm not really into the monarchy, nice to have a day off, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. Nice to, well, it's actually, for me, and probably for you a bit, this is the first time you've had a day off when the rest of the country's had a day off for yeah, quite a while. Yeah, I work bank holidays, yeah. That's it. Like, I quite often work weekends and bank holidays, because our job is, is, you know, showbiz never stops, does it, Pete? It's 24 hours, seven days a week. Yeah. But it is nice when all your friends have a day off, because then they're more fun at the same time, you know? Are your friends not normally fun? Not in the week, and because my right. job is weird. Like, so I, I, quite, I don't work very many mornings. At all. I mean, sorry sorry to rub that in. So I'm always quite up for a night out in the week, you know, because I don't have to be up before about half ten. Um, but a lot of people aren't because they have real jobs. Uh, and all I would say is to the number of friends of mine that do listen to this podcast, I'm obviously not talking about you. You are probably talking about at least a couple of them, though. Uh, nope, I would never, ever deign to insult my friends in public, Pete. I like to do that behind their backs. Save that for Patreon, because they won't like subscribe. A, yeah. <laughs> like a true gentleman. Um, should we talk about friends? Yeah, let's. I think this is one of my favourite requests we've ever had. Okay. Amy says, 
I requested the one with Ross's grant, but then I deleted the message because I was quite drunk when I wrote it and I couldn't face rereading it. <laughs> I can't remember when I requested it or why. <laughs> so what a thrill it is every time I hear that an Amy has requested something, but it's the bane of my life that so many Amys exist. <laughs> the issue there is surely whatever message Amy sent even while drunk could yeah. not have been so bad that it required like deleting. Like unless she sort of completely embarrassed herself i i, I really feel right. like that probably didn't happen well all i want to know is what the original message said now you know yeah i am over you uh, you when were you <laughs> when were you under me can you get back into it jamie and tell us what level of embarrassment you think it was you know what, what or what sort of um format of embarrassment do you know what i mean what kind just like rambly drunk nonsense or did he say something you regret or anyway you might not remember but oh, it's a shame still a provided shame. a quiz though didn't she still provided a quiz peter into the More email inbox so there will be a quiz fans of quizzes uh, later on at the end of this episode in the meantime peter can i interest you in a synopsis uh, very much so, yeah. The one with Ross's grand, season 10, episode 6, 176256. Uh, Ross applies for a paleontology grant and finds out Charlie's ex-boyfriend, Benjamin Hobart, brackets Greg Kinnear, reviews the applications. Ross and Charlie have dinner with him. Yeah, we don't need all this. We know what that plot line is now. Uh, Phoebe's getting rid of things so Mike can move in, but it's sad to part with her disturbing artwork, Gladys. Monica pretends to like it, but secretly hates it, so Phoebe gives it to her. Uh, blah, 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 blah. And Chandler wants Joey to give him a job in a commercial Chandler is working on, but Chandler doesn't think he's right for the part. He lies to Joey, but Joey realises when Chandler doesn't comment on the bizarre Japanese male lifter commercial from his audition tape. I think this might be a Jack plot. Yes. Not used that term for a while, but yeah, they all, they all, all, they are all, all, what happened there? You okay there? <laughs> they are, they you... are all, what was it I couldn't say at work earlier? Have you there broken down? There was something. Um, Shall I reboot you? Do you know what I couldn't say on the radio? I was doing a travel update and I yeah. couldn't say train cruise. Train cruise? Train cr- Shortage of train cute. Cr- shortage <laughs> of train cruise. That's not easy to... Why is that Why is that hard to say? Shortage of train cruise. I don't know. I, I don't know. That's interesting, isn't it? A shortage of train cruise. Oh, there that time go. I nailed it. I mean, it's only about 10 hours too fucking late but never mind 10 hours too late on a pre-recorded podcast that you can edit anyway so that's the time to get it right pete uh, but yeah i think um i think they're all they're all good and enjoyable plot lines in this episode don't you yes i was very pleased to see itchy bound involved and yes, was exactly. very pleased to see the gladys storyline as well yeah, they are exactly. a lot of fun exactly and then the grand storyline is fun although laced with madness um, it's quite a lot of people being mad in this episode, obviously. No Mike, actually. Strangely, considering Mike and Phoebe just got engaged, he just doesn't appear in this episode at all. Yes, and the fact that he's now moving in with Phoebe is very key to that little storyline, isn't it? It is, yeah. And also, the bit at the start when Joey doesn't know for sure what Mike's name is. Like, it feels a bit late in the day to be not not getting that right, right? You'd kind of get it if he was saying it as a joke. Like, ah, look, I can't remember yeah. his name. Lol joke, I can't really. But yeah. it's sort of implied that he he is genuinely unsure of what his name and is. And Phoebe doesn't appear to be offended by it at all. She's like, yes, well mm. done, almost, you know? Um, so Phoebe's engaged. Uh, Mike's moving in. She's giving away her little black book. Big throwback to the little black book of the past, eh? Did you ever have a little black book? It was probably just an actual diary with no names in. <laughs> so is this hang on so is the idea of a little black book that like 
like a list of people that you can booty call, basically. Well, it's tricky, isn't it? I think it's more like her, her seems to be like just a list of people she has had sex with, right? But then also with the phone numbers in case she, yeah, in case she wants to call them up again. It, it isn't clear, is it? Like a little black book traditionally, like a black book is is a, a list of phone numbers, you know, like people in. They say in our industry, don't they? People have a good black book if they've got like a good little set of contacts. Do they? Um, do you have contacts? Well, not, I don't have a book, but I, I, no. I, like, I like to think my black book is quite extensive. Yeah, yours is fucking random. It is random, exactly. Like but... there is almost no one in the. You could post an Instagram with almost anyone in the world, and it wouldn't shock me. Anybody? Yeah, people who right. I appreciate we're talking to quite a small audience here, but people who are listening to this who know you in real life will know exactly what I mean there. Right. You could be like, oh, look, it's me with Dolly Parton. And I'd just be like, yeah, Dave's met Dolly Parton. That's, that's <laughs> perfectly normal. Oh, look, it's me with the Prime Minister of Canada. And I'd be like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> Kim Jong-un. Yeah, well, that, that, mm, that one would be a bit of a shock. That would be a curveball, wouldn't it? Yeah, Or Putin. Yeah. I'd be quite disappointed if you were, were pictured. With I like that you'd be disappointed, but not necessarily surprised. Uh, <laughs> look, look, your paths cross with mysterious people's paths, Dave. Should I think what my degrees of separation from Putin is, and I reckon it's... Remember when I texted you and said, um, oh, like, do you want to record a podcast later? And you were like, I can't, I'm out at sea. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's perfectly normal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I was out at sea. I don't think I I can't remember the last time I was out at sea. No, well, something to reassess in your life then, Pete, isn't it? Um, so where were we? Oh yeah, little black book. I mean, what the little black book shows is Phoebe has a penchant for the older gentleman, doesn't it? But I also like how it's quite sex positive that whole conversation, is it? Like even when Rachel says, yeah. "Isn't Jethro Tull a band?" and she's like, "Oh yes, they are," but it's yeah. not implied like, "Oh, Phoebe's." terribly uncouth for having all these names in her book. It's just, um, you know, Phoebe enjoys a sex life. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And it, although it is a strange thing to be passing that on to your friend, isn't it? That's the bit that makes me feel slight. Like, if I suddenly got engaged, I wouldn't want my best mate to suddenly have sex with everyone I'd had sex with. <laughs> <laughs> no, work their way through it. Yeah, it feels a bit uncomfortable. Like, almost like it's a public service. Like, I'd send a WhatsApp out to everybody I'd ever had sex with going, sorry guys, off the market now. But luckily, my friend Gareth's available. I just Googled Jethro Tull to see what they look like. Yeah. Um, They look very dad rocky. Particular type, exactly. I mean, she's got a World War II veteran in, in her black book, the guy that's dead. Yeah, that's true. His name down because it's definitely going to come in the quiz, something like that. But yeah, she's she's um she she does she does enjoy the older the older gentleman, um and 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 she gives the black book to Rachel because she's her last single friend, Pete, at the age of like thirty three. Yeah, that would. I mean, I a number of my friends are, are single in their thirties, and yeah. and Dave, that's fine. But I would, I, I, you would, if you were told that you were someone's last single friend, I think that would sting a bit. It would. And I don't know if that's just because Phoebe doesn't have that many friends. I mean, it's Rachel or Monica, and then the five people that turn up at her baby sh- baby shower, you know? Mm. Um, but either way, it's, it's the bit of, because um, Friends is very, at the time, 
was very sort of forward in a lot of ways, wasn't it? In terms of like dating and sex lives. And like you say, people just being very open and happy first, like women especially, to just have casual sex. And it's not like a weird taboo. But the thing that's definitely shifted since then, I think, is the generational thing of, well, we're all married by the time we're 35 and we've all got two kids by the time we're 40. And this is really just a minor therapy session for both me and you to say, guys, it's okay. It's okay to be single in our mid-30s. That's true. It is, though. I'm not, don't, no, actually, no. don't call me mid-30s. I'm 31. Yeah, no, I knew you'd pick up on that. Oh, lordy, lordy, lordy. Um, I'm old. <laughs> That's another thing that I was pleased to see cropped up in this episode. That is one of my favourite things. I I do. I'm old and I'm cold. So often. Um, anyway, we'll get onto that when we get onto Chandler's ad. Why did I say Chandler weirdly? That was odd, wasn't it? So, my, 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 um, Phoebe's clearing her stuff out. She's got a box of human hair. Um, Mike is... Yeah. I mean, what's the dynamic here? Mike is sort of demanding she gets rid of some stuff that she really likes. I'm not sure that feels very Mike. Uh, no, and also there should be um, there should be some degree of compromise on things when moving in together. And I know that that, that is touched upon with the I got to keep my human hair, but wasn't yeah. allowed. Well, wasn't allowed quite a lot of other stuff. It seems some very Phoebe yeah. Phoebe things are having to be cut out. Yeah, what are you playing at, Mike? We don't want you stripping Phoebe of her personality and her sort of quirky charm. You know, when and- I moved in with. Um, someone uh that i used to live with um the vast majority of my stuff got put in the cellar did it really in the in the garage i mean garbage and then when i had to move out it it was all it was all celery it was all celery not not like celery as in you eat (laughs) (laughs) and then i went down to get my stuff and it was just i'd grown loads of celery it all become celery (laughs) um why did it get put in the cellar though because none of it was, I, I was the Phoebe in this situation. Were you? Did you have a quirky taste? I mean, taste? I didn't have, I didn't know. I, I think I have quite good taste. Yeah, I think you're, I think you're, I think you're a very tasteful man. Thank you. But what was the, I, I'm interested. I mean, having said this isn't a therapy session, I want to know what the, what the, what the issue was there then, is it? Well, I had some things in some plastic boxes which survived. Right. You know, like those crates that you like put under beds. I do, with a little snappy. But then there were there. other things that did not survive. Which, curiously, the one thing I can remember did not make it was a wooden bread bin, which went mouldy. Oh, no. And and what was the reason for getting rid of the wooden bread bin? Did you have a, a different bread bin in the kitchen? Um, I don't remember a, another bread bin, actually. I think it was... They, I don't think there was enough surface this. space, Dave. Fine. I've been thinking about getting a bread bin. I've not, I've not had a bread bin in my adult life because of, I think, surface space and really priorities of surface space, because I've got a lot of kitchen crap. On the subject of surface space, Dave, yeah. Yeah. Um, do you think people are still listening? It's hard to tell, isn't it? There's been a lot yeah. about our lives this week, more so than ever, and we do apologise for that. My microwave broke recently, <laughs> and um, I didn't To get us back it. on track to the Friends-based podcast. <laughs> I didn't replace it, and now I have a microwaveless life. And do you know what? I don't really miss it. That is very interesting. Uh, do you have an air fryer? No, we've talked about your air fryer we before, have, though. We? But I think the air fryer is a, a solid replacement for a microwave in a lot that, of ways. Hang on, though. Do well. you keep your air fryer out at all times? Yes. Madness. Nah, that needs to. That's the, the sort of um, appliance that belongs in a cupboard and is removed from the cupboard whenever needed. Depends how often you use it, though, Pete. Well, how often do you? Nobody. Nobody. Air. Nobody's ever air fried daily. 
I reckon I do it every other day. Minimum. Right, that's not right. Okay, that's still quite a lot of air frying. <laughs> it is, but honestly, when you get one, friends fear he's air frying again. <laughs> A lot of the things you used to do with your microwave, you could do in an air fryer. That's what I'm saying, Pete. Anyway, let's let's crack back on. What shall we? you can, if you like, no, if you, um, so if you wanted to reheat, like let's say a quadrant of lasagna, yeah, could you put that in an air fryer? Yep. Could you? And definitely in my one. Yeah, I've got there's a little tray on the top, and you just put it in, and you probably would only take two or three minutes. So just because it's it's like an oven, but it's immediately warm, so it's like the best of all both worlds, you know. I feel like I'm on QVC. Right, exactly. Get yourself an air fryer. I'll send you some links. Oh, we've had a price drop. <laughs> the price drop is number of people paying for Patreon for friends. And friends <laughs> because they realise. Oh, that's not a price drop. That's our listener numbers. <laughs> Um, so Mike's insisting that Phoebe gets rid of Gladys, right? Yeah. And Monica doesn't know who Gladys is, despite the fact she used to literally have her hung in her apartment. Did she? Yeah. Do you remember? We, we've discussed this actually fairly recently. I can't remember when, but I think it's one with the flashback. Gladys was up in Monica's apartment. Oh, yes. I think you're right. Yeah. Remember? So she used to, A, live with Phoebe, and B, have Gladys hanging on the wall. So it's baffling that she, she A, well, it's baffling on two counts. A, that she doesn't remember at all, but B, that she's so averse to it, because she's obviously had this conversation in the past and agreed for Gladys to be hung up in a prime position. It's right by the front door when it's in her apartment. I love the monica and rachel winding each other up over gladys it's so great and the bit where monica snaps and she's like are you still here and then uh, the the my one of my favorite bits in this whole episode isn't even a line it's jennifer aniston's appalled face at the second portrait thing when it's when phoebe brings it in her facial expression there is pure horror and it's incredible it's so good, isn't it? It's so good. Their little bickering um, dynamic back and forth is re- it's like a, it's, it's a nice, gentle, funny runner throughout this whole episode because this is the lightest of the three plots, isn't it? So it's just yeah. the silliest, lightest one. There's actually some like proper conflict in both the other ones and then we just keep coming back to basically Monica and Rachel trying to trick the other one into taking this thing without Phoebe really clocking what's going on. Um, and are we to believe that Phoebe just made a new one? Uh, yes, I think that's sort of implied, isn't it? I mean, what a nice thing to do as a friend. Horrific as a human being to, to put another one of those things into the world. But she's t- seen two of her friends arguing over this thing in what she believes is a sincere way. And she's gone, do you know what? I'll just go and make another one so they can both have it. How nice is that? And how yeah. actually um, very ungenerous of them both to treat her with such disdain. It's such great. Phoebe, of course she makes pieces of artwork like this. Of course she thinks they're great. And I really like... It's a bit like the Rachel Trifle in reverse, isn't it? It's a bit like a role reversal there of them doing what they can to avoid hurting her feelings and just being too polite. It's uh, it's a really nice plot involving the three of them. It is. It's a nice showing of friendship, actually, isn't it, for the two of them to to really not want to hurt her feelings. And they get to have a lot of fun haunting Joey. That's true. I do love Joey's, get that legless witch out of here, as well. That's really good. And the reveal at the end that Rachel has uh, knocked on his door three times in a week as yeah. Gladys and sh- shat him up as many times as well. Yeah, really good. Really good. Really good. 
I'm old. Bit I'm of tired. I'm cold. Was that um, you actually yawning, or was that you? No, 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 it was. That was, uh, oh. that was Pete. That was acting. Thank you very much. I'm just much. so used to you yawning while we're recording this yeah. podcast. <laughs> That's absolutely fair. But no, I'm a chameleon. I'm a chameleon. Um, so Chandler's got an advert, right? That's right, isn't it? His company has given him sort of some... It's one of Something his ideas. techie software kind of thing. One of his ideas has come to the front, and it's got a big national advertising campaign. And, of course... Joey wants to be in it. Joey doesn't have much chill, does he, for a professional actor? Like, none of his friends are really even in his business, but any time there's a glimmer of a bit of work, he's like, can I be in it? Can I do it? As if he doesn't understand. Chandler has barely shared the news of his big bit of positive work news, and Joey's like, how can I gain from this? Right, exactly. There's very little let's celebrate the moment with Chandler for... His big achievement is like, oh, acting. I heard the word, you know, uh, involves acting, which is my job. Can I immediately be involved in this? With Like, it's 10 years in now from when we know Joey. Surely he's got a bit of an idea how the industry works. It's not like that. Wouldn't have suggested Chandler had a single bit of influence. Or even Chandler's bosses would have had much influence. It would have been like a whole like, casting, separate casting director, you know? There is a point where Chandler sort of, not even doubles down, but like triples down on lying about having watched this tape. And you think, why didn't you just watch it? Like, he keeps going on about, well, Joey says it, doesn't he? You lied about lying, about lying, about lying. And he's kind of got a point. Like, he should just fucking watch it. I mean, it would have literally taken 20 seconds, wouldn't it? Because that's the only bit that Joey wants to, like, wants to prove. As soon as Chandler's seen that, he knows, okay. Also, why does Chandler play the role of, like, casting director here? Because his friend is, like, quite a well-known soap opera star. Right. Like, yeah. he should it should look quite good for Chandler to go to his bosses and be like, hey, my friend's in Days of Our Lives and been yeah. in some films. That well, it's not Gary Oldman, but it's supposed to be basically Gary Oldman. Yes. Um, that should be quite reputable, shouldn't it? Well, you'd have thought, wouldn't you? You thought it wouldn't have been actually terrible for Chandler just to go, here's my mate's showreel, just in case, can you pass it on? Like, even if he'd have had that conversation with his bosses and gone, look, he's my mate, I always say I'll ask if there's an option, don't worry if there isn't, the end. Yeah, exactly. I think there's three or four ways Chandler could have dealt with that, and the only single way he shouldn't have dealt with it was the way he did deal with it. Yeah, true. Um when Joey is doing the I'm old, I'm cold, and Chandler says, bravo. Apparently that's because in uh, previous takes of that scene, Matt LeBlanc kept getting the actions wrong. So he was doing like, I'm hot, but like acting cold. So there's like this running thing of like he was getting this basic stuff wrong. So when in the end he did get them all right. Oh, I got a little said, bravo. Okay, First good. of all, bravo. So that's sort of a real life bravo, which is something I, re- I really enjoy those things. Here's my question about Ichiban. If it only aired in Japan, why is it in English? Uh, that's very true. I do love, I, I mean, that, is, that Ichiban is like uh, an excellent friends moment. But I, there's one bit, I was watching the actual advert like quite closely when it appeared in this episode. And there's a brilliant bit where the character that Joey's playing it just suddenly like zooms across screen playing a guitar yes. and it's, it's not even in a particularly like guitar-y part of the song it's just brilliantly batshit it's great it is absolutely mad isn't it it's so funny it's such a good bit of like comedy production that isn't it that Ichiban advert yeah why is it in English and also why would Joey this is I, I say Joey's the architect of his own downfall in many ways professionally as well and this is another one Chandler's literally said to him 
were looking for someone that could be a realistic, stuffy college professor. And Joey's gone, here, have my Japanese lipstick commercial. That'll show you exactly yeah. what you want to see. I'm not sure it's the best uh, shop window, you know? Um, and did you notice also that the VHS that Joey puts in when he shows in the advert just comes straight back out? <laughs> Does it? No, I didn't spot that. Do you remember how video machines used to do that sometimes? They just spit it back out. Do you remember that? So weird. What a weird You'd feature. get rejected. Yeah. yeah, why would it reject it? It's so bizarre. But yeah, Joey puts it in, it comes straight back out, but then he presses play anyway. <laughs> Come on, guys, a little bit of continuity. And on that note, Peter, should we see if there's any adverts for Japanese lipstick in the break of Friends with Friends this week? I'd be surprised, but we'll find out. Only one way to find out. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I mean, now that we're back from the break, we'll never actually know because we don't know what adverts go in there, do we? Um, no, that's very true. There was something, what was it the other day that I thought, I hope we are getting a few pence in payment for that, because that's quite fair. I can't remember what it was. It was like a big film or something. And I was like, why, oh, yeah. what, why is their ad in our podcast? Like Top Gun or something, was it? I think it might have been Top Gun. Yeah, Top Gun feels like a thing that would, we, we'd have got it, yeah. Well, you know, we've got a, um, watch, watch, I'm going to compliment everyone listening now, Pete. You ready? We've got a good uh, group of cool, influential <laughs> <Good one>. oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> listeners that, you know, will hear those adverts and probably play a good role in, in uh, telling their friends all about it, you know? Uh, on to Ross's grant. Yeah. All right. Here's Ross's grant. <laughs> <laughs> um, last appearance of Charlie. Goodbye, Charlie. Yeah, she sort of... Um you don't really see this coming at all do you it's just no time to write her out she's actually in love with someone else bam gone yeah it's weird like both her and benjamin hobart act appallingly you know on a human level throughout this plot line and it's a very strange like you say very sudden out of left field plot development isn't it like there's no way in which you anyone in real life would be standing in that room where the guy says oh i just still love you and i want you back and even if you had those feelings, you'd be like, this is inappropriate. 
I'm going now with my current boyfriend, who it's not like her and Ross are super casual. Like, they've been pretty tight, you know? And I think that is quite clear because there's a great sort of quite horrified shot response from the studio audience when she ends up kissing Benjamin and getting back with him. But yeah. it seems to be a genuine shock to those watching that, oh, she's she's actually dumping Ross. She's actually bidding him off. And not even just dumping, to actually go and then get off with the guy in front of her. I mean, still current boyfriend, technically. There hasn't even been a breakup yet. It's absolutely astonishing. <laughs> and Ross is literally standing right there, which I think I is partly why it's so horrifying. It is awful. That is one of my favourite lines in the episode, though, to, to skip to that, uh, when Ross just goes, OK, that's it, we are seeing other people. I also just like the fact that Ross is really excited because um, he, he gets the opportunity to potentially be in this magazine, and he says that it's a magazine he's usually be in because he's been discredited. Like, yes. I, like, I like the idea of Ross's work being widely discredited in the past. Really, like, that's quite funny. It's really funny. Ross plays a strange sort of um, balancing act in his career, doesn't he? Because he's definitely successful on some level, isn't he? Like he's he's been rewarded with his tenure and he's a professor and he's got a lot going on, but there is still always this undercurrent of he's a bit shit at his job compared yeah, to the actual Yeah, kind of having experts. to prove himself <laughs> yeah. like when he does the keynote and things. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But to get the keynote in the first place, you'd have to be pretty successful in your field. Do you know what I mean? It's a strange juxtaposition of the two things, but I do really like it. It kind of plays to Ross's like confident insecurity quite well, you know? And this is a situation in which you could un- perfectly understand why he'd be insecure. Like at one point he has to, t- I think he tells, he tells Benjamin that it's an honour to meet him, which to say, to have to say that or feel obliged to say that to your partner's ex is like a little bit humiliating, isn't it? Yeah, the whole dynamic in the restaurant is, um, I would not enjoy that. It's amazing that Ross was even slightly excited to meet him, you know? Yeah. Um, I know he's be- a hero, but as soon as you know they used to be in a serious relationship with your current girlfriend, it's, the vibe is strange, isn't it? And talking of that scene in the restaurant, there's a bit where Benjamin says to Ross when Charlie's left the table, I'm going to need you to break up with her. Like, or Benjamin, you could just tell her how you feel and kind of let her decide. That would be Yeah, there is a strange um, undercurrent throughout this whole thing. Give me your woman. Yes, of of um, uh, possession and the fact that if the only thing standing in the way of Benjamin getting back to, with Charlie is the fact that she's with Ross. Do you know what I mean? There's no, yeah. she's not given any agency of her own in this in this situation. As if by default she will just sort of reattach to him if Ross does break up with her. But yeah, like you say, quite right in the end. Um, and actually, Ross brings it on himself by making them all go and confront him. And that's what actually starts the bit where she's in the same room and suddenly started getting these feelings back. Because for her, it feels like she's not even in that place at all for most of the episode. And then just suddenly no, in that final room. She describes room, him as being on good terms, doesn't she? Like right. And then she says, no, he's not, in, he's not in love with me. Don't be silly. We're just good friends, blah, blah, blah. And then suddenly she's like, oh, all you needed to say was, I love you still. And she's like, oh, cool. Oh, well, I guess we'll get back together then. And also that bit where she's like, oh, this is all just so romantic. Yeah. And actually it's fucking chaotic as anything, Charlie, but obviously perhaps you're a good match for Benjamin if you think that is romantic. Well, exactly. What a weird fucking story to tell at the wedding. How did we get back together? Well, let me tell you, <laughs> me and my then boyfriend were in his office and it's, yeah, okay, very odd. I'll tell you what's also odd is the very blasé way that Charlie refers to a man wanking under a kilt in Central Perk in the middle of the day. Yes, yeah, that's uncomfortable, isn't it? Very strange. Ross comes in and says, what, well, um, guess who's got been shortlisted for this grant? He's looking right at you. And she says, well, unless it's the guy 
With his hand up his kilt? It's unlikely to see a man in a kilt. Um, yeah, just, I don't think I've ever seen a man in a kilt in Friends. I mean, someone's going to correct me there, but it's very rare, if if not at all, you know? Um, and never mind that they're just sitting in the coffee shop in the middle of the day. And the uh, sli- uh, even more disturbing detail there is that he's looking directly at Charlie. <laughs> yeah, So he's true. looking at her while his hand is up his kilt. And Ross just goes, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, he's just like, no, get back to my grant, you know. A um, couple of other bits on this, just before we move on to the quiz, Peter. Uh, there's a nice callback in the restaurant scene when um, Ross pulls out the chair and Benjamin sits in, in his chair, exactly mirroring when Ross and Rachel went on the date, not the date, went for dinner with her dad, Jamba. Oh, yes. It's the exact same situation. He sits in the middle, even though Ross was going to sit there, and Ross sort of goes, mm, okay, you sit there. Big power move, that, isn't it? Big sits power around move. the side, yeah, exactly. I did enjoy that. Um, and the only other real thing to say is, I mean, Benjamin Hobart, we're led to believe, is one of the most successful paleontologists in the world ever. How's that man held down a career with the constant lack of professionalism he displays? That's true. Although male failing upwards, who'd have thought it? Straight white man failing despite terrible behaviour. You are so problematic, Dave. So problematic. We're sorry. A quiz for you, Peter. A quiz. Um, And the quiz seems perfectly well put together by Amy, so um, she'd obviously sobered up by the time she sent us this. (laughs) Right, she says, the one with Ross's Grant, brackets, but more importantly, Gladys. I think the one with Gladys would have been a perfectly appropriate title for this episode. Yeah. Question one, what's in the bowl on the table when Joey is trying to persuade Chandler to cast him? I have no idea. No, I have not a clue. Uh... What is it? Amy says, so many lemons. And then in brackets, Monica obviously doesn't know about Pete's lime trick. Oh, uh, yeah. They should be exactly. in the freezer. They should be chopped and in the freezer. She needs to be freezing them. Freeze your lemons, Monica. Although, I did, now, now that this has been mentioned, I did encounter an issue with the frozen limes. Uh, did you? What? Because, Dave, what do you sometimes put a slice of lime in, drink-wise? Oh, like a bottle of Corona or something? Yes. But what can't you put inside a bottle of Corona? Frozen lime. Frozen lime. So I had to, <laughs> I had to run a frozen lime wedge under the hot tap, <laughs> and then until it was squishy enough to go in the bowl. That is wonderful. So, scenes. Amy, thank you for uh, for mentioning my lime trick, but it does have its flaws. But there you go. Don't we all? Don't we? Uh, all? Question two: Who would Ross invite to his fantasy dinner party? Benjamin Hobart. CCPA. C-3PO and... And Christy some, Brinkley. Yes, yes, that's... I'm sure did, that's right. Yes, I, I did look her up when we were doing it. And, that is um, correct. She's a model, Peter. A model, actress, an entrepreneur. I think I knew that. Yeah, you'd recognise her face. Question three. What number is on Rachel's skirt when she's fighting over Gladys with Monica? No idea. No. Um, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling... 22. That's the number. Oh, good. Okay. Um, we'll, all, we'll always remember that weirdly now. Mm. Question four. What product is Chandler's company making an advert for? Oh, I uh, knew Something this e-solutions. Facilitates something networking with e-solutions. I think it's so wordy that I think we can give ourselves that. Good. Software that facilitates inter-business networking e-solutions. Fair. Um, question five. How many times has Rachel scared Joey with Gladys this week? Third time this week. Is correct. 
And there's a bonus, Dave. Yes. Name all five contacts mentioned oh, from it's Phoebe's gonna be the black, black book. book. I knew it. Pablo something. Jethro Tull. Uh, oh, well, remember that one. Jethro dead, Tull, yes. Pablo Diaz. Guy. guy in a van. Guy in van, yes. Guy in van. Oh, there my first love. Two of the names. Um, we're not going to get them? Very unlikely at this stage. Brady Smith and Bob Greenmore. Bob Greenmore sounds like one of those names I'd make up at the start of an episode of Friends with Friends. It really does, doesn't it? Oh, actually, you should save these names for next week. Yeah. Hi, I'm Bob Greenmore, and this is the guy in van. <laughs> this is Pablo Diaz. Um, that concludes the quiz. The quiz is concluded. Uh, what's next week, Pete? Is it the last well, one? Well, Dave, it's the last one of Series oh, no. 7, isn't it? And um, <laughs> this, is, this is very us, this yeah. situation is. The perfect sort of episode to do to end a series. Yes. We're doing the one after the Super Bowl part one. <laughs> uh, so, Becca B, uh, it's your time to shine, my friend. Has Becca B sent us a quiz? I know no, we said some, uh, the next person on the quizzed list was going to do the quiz, didn't we? Mark, it was. So, Mark's going to send us a quiz. Please take this as your verbal instructions to do so, Mark. Oh, and um, finally. Is. Um, this won't make sense to anyone who isn't a Patreon subscriber. Cookies. <laughs> way, to, way to alienate most of the audience, Pete. Well, we didn't do our task, did we? No, absolutely not. Never mind. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.